I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 364. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I'm going to take the opportunity to mix it up this week with a gospel artist, Ty Tribbett. And in honor of Black History Month, we've snuck in some gospel music into our traditionally contemporary Christian music lineup. And this week, we'll be using Ty Tribbett's Anyhow to explore scripture. I hope you like the song as much as I do. So before we dive into scripture, let's listen. Your promises are yes and amen. And I believe you will do what you say by trusting you. the sentiment of the chorus, no matter what comes my way, hallelujah anyhow. And I'll never forget learning the lesson of how our circumstances can distort or even hide our view of God. I went through the Bible study experiencing God in college and it was so eye-opening to connect the dots to something that had actually happened to me, which is, you know, I get have negative circumstances, uh, that, that would distort my view of God. Notice how I said view of God, because God doesn't change just because our circumstances do. But I think I allowed my circumstances to just to, to distort my view of him. In other words, he isn't good when our life is good and bad when our life is bad. And I think we know that. But to really see how our how we can allow our circumstances to distort our view of God, clearly, I learned that through that Bible study. Uh, it can get a little confusing, though, when the world around us doesn't match up with what we know of God's character. And it's in these moments that we have to say, hallelujah, anyhow. In fact, let's head over to the Old Testament to meet a prophet who had some of the same questions we have today, but said, hallelujah, anyhow. So let me introduce you to the prophet Habakkuk. And the reason I chose Habakkuk is because he's looking around and he's seeing injustice everywhere. And then God tells him he's going to see even more injustice because he's going to use an evil nation to bring judgment and basically tells him to be patient because the world will be all right again one day. And this is how Habakkuk responds. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, he says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. 
I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. And so basically, what, what is he saying? Hallelujah, anyhow, right? And so in my um, studies this week, as I began to study Habakkuk, I did run across this warning. And it says, um, it's from uh, the ESV expository commentary. And it says, although this is an attractive text, the one I just read you, the conclusion that Habakkuk comes to emerges from a book where each part builds on what has gone before. And congregations need to appreciate how this conclusion derives from a serious engagement with the issues of God's justice, if they are to appreciate just how radical it is. So we'll heed this warning this week, and we are going to engage with the entire book of Habakkuk. And if you want to follow along with the same process I used this week, you will, of course, start with the text. Now, I use the bites of reading in context, read and keep on reading, and repetition. Now, BITE is just an acronym for Bible Exercises, and these three exercises are a really good place to start. Now, reading in context and read and keep on reading are just fancy ways of me saying, read the whole book. Okay, it's just three chapters, and so that's why the third BITE is so easy to take this week, which is reading it over and over again. Okay, now, once you've read the book a few times, then you can add the BITE of looking at an overview. Now, I recommend watching the Bible Project Overview video. It's just a few minutes long, and it will kind of bring it all together for you. I will go ahead and link to it in the show notes. You can find the show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 364. Um, Anyway, so the link will be in there. Just a reminder, it will be much more meaningful to you if you read the text for yourself Then go back and read the introductions or watch that overview video, okay? Because I want you to begin to ask questions of the text that the overviews and the introductions will answer. But the process of asking questions of the text will lead you to deeper learning, all right? So I'm going to go ahead and give you a bit of information that I gleaned from the blueletterbible.org just to give us our bearings for the podcast. I will also link to this introduction in the show notes as well. But Habakkuk was probably written about 640 to 615 BC, uh, just before the fall of Assyria and the rise of Babylon. And God used Assyria to punish Israel in 722 BC. Now he would use, use Babylon to punish Assyria and Judah. And so this prophecy would be fulfilled several decades after Habakkuk in 586 BC. All right, so that kind of gives you a, your bearings as to what's going on here. But from from reading Habakkuk and also from engaging with your study Bible or the overview videos, you will discover that there are two conversations with God recorded, a list of five woes, and ultimately a prayer that includes the text that I read earlier. Okay, so let's look a little bit closer at these sections. So Habakkuk starts right out of the gate with a complaint. Listen to this. I cannot make this up. It's pretty amazing that it was written almost 3,000 years ago because it could be a headline today. All right. Just listen to this. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. 
I am surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. The law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. (laughs) I hear you, Habakkuk. All right. So the Lord is surely going to answer. Hey, I got you, Habby. Just claim my promises and you'll be set. Right. That's what God says. No. No. Here's what God replies. The Lord replied, look around at the nations. Look and be amazed, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. Well, that sounds good, right? I mean, I think I actually saw that verse on an Instagram meme at the new year. But keep reading, my friend. Keep reading. He says, I'm raising up the Babylonians, a cruel and violent people. They will march across the world and conquer other lands. They are notorious for their cruelty and do whatever they like. Their horses are swifter than cheetahs and fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their charioteers charge from far away. Like eagles, they swoop down to devour their prey. On they come, all bent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind, sweeping captives ahead of them like sand. They scoff at kings and princes and scorn all their fortresses. They simply pile ramps of earth against their walls and capture them. They sweep past like the wind and are gone, but they are deeply guilty for their own strength is their God. That's in Habakkuk chapter one, verses six through 11. So let me get this right. God sees deep injustice and the evil and his answer is, I'm going to use the bad guys to make my point. So Habakkuk goes another round and he says, O Lord, my God, my Holy One, you who are eternal, surely you do not plan to wipe us out. O Lord, our rock, you have sent these Babylonians to correct us, to punish us for our many sins, but you are pure and cannot stand the sight of evil. Will you wink at their treachery? Should you be silent while the wicked swallow up people more righteous than they? And he goes on and on, but this is, this is in verses 12 through 13. But what I notice here is that Habakkuk isn't trying to make excuses for the sins of Judah. But he is really having a hard time understanding how God can use such a wicked nation for a divine purpose and still stay true to himself. And here is God's response and his lead in to the five woes. Then the Lord said to me, this is Habakkuk chapter two, verse two, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by faith. Or the New Living Translation says the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. So at this point, your ears should perk up a bit. First of all, because we are reminded that it takes faith to stand in the midst of injustice. When it seems like God doesn't seem to care or have a plan or have a plan that we like, but also because if you've read much of the New Testament, you might be thinking, hey, I've, I've heard that phrase before, the righteous will live by faith. And you would be right because the righteous will live by faith is repeated in Romans 1 
in Galatians 3.11 and in Hebrews 10.38. In fact, let's take the bite of following the cross-references to see how they're used in these various contexts. Okay, so we're in Habakkuk, we see a phrase, we realize it's other places in Scripture, and we're going to follow the cross-reference to those other places. So first, Romans chapter 1, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. All right, so there's that context. Paul goes on to say in this context, in Romans, that God's wrath is poured out on the wicked uh, by basically letting them have their evil way, even though the fact that he exists is plain for them to see by looking around at creation. So isn't that interesting? So Habakkuk wants God to step in in the midst of injustice and evil, and God's response was to send Babylon as a form of temporary judgment. Uh, But he did reveal that there is a final plan that may seem slow in coming. All right. In Romans, there is evil all around. And God's plan is to give them up to their sinful ways. So that basically they end up destroying themselves by their rejection of the ways of God. So you might want to try this. Compare and contrast the description of the Babylonians in Habakkuk with those who reject God in Romans. That might be a fun side project. Um, I didn't do that, but I, I, I kind of want to now that, I, now that I mentioned it. All right, so let's hop over to the Galatians chapter 3 reference. So in a section where Paul is chastising the Galatians for falling back into works of the law when they know that they were saved through faith, this is what he says. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And that's in um, verses 2 and 3. And down in verse 11, <clears throat> it concludes, Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. Okay. In this instance, the use of this phrase, we see the emphasis again is on faith, but this time it's as opposed to works. And then finally, let's look um, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, where we're hopping in and out pretty quickly, but you can spend a little bit more time in each of these places in your own study time. I would encourage you to really read them in context, but then then hone in on what Paul or, is trying to teach in these various places um, <clears throat> and then and or the, the author of Hebrews, because we're not sure who that is. All right. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. 
Wow. All right. Now this reference really highlights the patient endurance aspect of what God was telling Habakkuk. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't cry out like Habakkuk, pleading with God to intervene, reminding him of his greatness. We, like Habakkuk, should absolutely do this. And then we should stand on our watchtower and wait to see how God will respond. But if he chooses to answer in a way that just doesn't seem right in our own eyes, may we live by faith and sing hallelujah anyhow, knowing that we are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Because God has described the end. And what he declares will be fulfilled. So what's next? All right, read the entire book of Habakkuk, all three chapters, several times. Then watch an overview video or read the introduction in your study Bible. Identify the comparisons to our own time and carefully observe how God replies. Track down those cross-references we mentioned in Romans and Galatians and Hebrews. Finally, spend some time internalizing Habakkuk's conclusion singing hallelujah anyhow. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat. Michelle L. Neezat is my Facebook public page, and we can talk about what you're learning there. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneezat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in now before I tell you what song will be featured next week I want to thank any new subscribers who've subscribed recently like Jill from somewhere in the U.S. Christina from California Morgan from Maryland Susan from Missouri Rosa from South Carolina and Amy from North Carolina welcome now new subscribers to my website this is what you get you'll benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites Uh, it's a great place to start Uh, subscribers also benefit from an email that I send once a week. In that email, you get a weekly weekly memory verse resource. Uh, You get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes yet? <laughs> the uh, This is really encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using the song Christ Be Magnified by Cody Carnes to point us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 364. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.